Hi, welcome to Encountering God with Tom and Sarah. I'm your host, Tom and Sarah, and part of this ministry is mainly focused upon giving you, the listener, the opportunity to encounter God for yourself. We all have this ability because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. The same spirit that was in William Seymour or Catherine Kuhlman or Paul the Apostle, that same spirit lives inside of you. Now understand this, we are all on a journey, all of us. We're all on a journey through life trying to go from point A uh, and eventually getting into heaven. But the Bible teaches us that we're desiring to have heaven on earth as well. And God uses us in that capacity. So I just want you to be able to encounter God. And we're going to talk about different things through these podcasts. So anyway, God bless you as you listen. This is our opportunity to draw closer to Jesus. Okay, so if you want to come with me, please, I'm going to go to um, Isaiah 66. Talked a little bit about it yesterday, um, but Isaiah 66. He says, the time is coming for me to gather people together from all over the world, and they will come and gaze on my radiance. I'm going to read that again. The time is coming for me to gather people together from all over the world, and they will come and gaze on my radiance. I will set an amazing sign among them, and I will send some of the remnant to other nations. And then he lists the nations, and then he says, uh, these people have never heard of my fame or gazed on my glory. They will declare my glory among the, among the Gentiles or among the nations. And they will bring back from the nations your own people as an offering to me. And so I want to talk this about this line here, talking about gazing upon his radiance, to gaze upon his radiance. It's a, it's a big deal for me to be able to, uh, uh, to talk about this today because it's something that my heart has been burning with for so long, and that is to gaze upon the Lord. Now, he says, um, uh, actually, let me read it. It's Psalm uh, 27. You got to love it. I gotta, you got to love the Bible. <clears throat> First, David says this in, in verse 4 of Psalm 27. There is one thing I crave from God. The one thing I seek above all else, I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. That's just a good word. And then he, I'm going to jump down to verse 8. And he says, Lord, when you said to me, seek my face, my inner being or my soul responded, I'm seeking your face with all my heart. So do not hide, Lord, when I come to find you. You are the God of my salvation. I saw that. And, um, you know, it's like God cries out. See, there's one thing that David desired, and that is what he's going to go after. He's going to go after the presence of God more than anything else. He's going after 
the presence of God. He's running after it. He's running after his face. He says that we would gaze upon him. And that's what that word seek is. It's not just, it's not just searching for it, but it's actually a, a moment when you are so focused upon his face. You're gazing at his face and, and it's an intent gaze. It's not this thing where you're, where you're waiting, um, to just move away. It has nothing to do with that. Everything it has to do with has to do with the fact that you are going after him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. I feel that we just need to know that this is what gazing is all about. It's like you're gazing at your lover, and you just can't take your eyes off of her or him, and you're gazing at them, and you and it's like you are so drawn by their presence. You're so drawn by their can I say glory? You're so, you're so drawn by the very presence and the very makeup of who they are. You look at them intently. You look at them in the eyes. They say that the eyes are the window to the soul. And it's like you look at them in their eyes and that's where it is. That, and you, and you're gazing upon them. You're staring at them and you're, and you're, and you're soaking in every piece and every part of who they are. That's what it means to seek him, to, to gaze upon him, to, to look at him. And why do we want to do that? I believe that the fact of the matter is that, that, that God is relational. God is not a religion. Jesus is not a religion. He's a relationship. Your relationship, your salvation is a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the relationship with the Trinity. It's relationship with Father. It's relationship with Jesus. It's relationship with Holy Spirit. All three, all one, and you have a relationship with each individual. And this is what happens when you gaze intently at him. He says, the time is coming. For me to gather people from all over the world. You want to know what this virus is all about? It's that God is gathering people from all over the world. <clears throat> it's amazing. He says, uh, and they will come and gaze on my radiance. Wow, it's just really, really cool. He says that we're gathering from every tongue of every tribe and every nation. You remember in Acts chapter 2, when they were um, in Acts chapter two, when they were doing their thing, they have um, you know the Holy Spirit fell. Peter starts to preach, and uh, and then thousands come to Jesus, and 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 everybody was in Jerusalem at that time from different parts of the world, and they were all hearing their language, they were all hearing with their own language, and 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 that's what was happening. That every tongue, every tribe, every nation. People from all over the globe had come into this place and, and God's bringing them in and they are going to gaze upon his glory, gaze upon his radiance, gaze upon his face. God's desire is that we would seek his face and that we would go after his face. I'm seeking it. I'm going after your face, God. And you're not, it's not just a search. It's like I'm seeking it. I'm, I'm focused right now upon your face. Why do we want to do that? Well, you can't have a relationship with somebody if you're not 
going to be able to gaze upon his face. I want to read this from Isaiah 41. I am the one. I am Yahweh the first, the unchanging one who will be there in the end. I'm the first and I'm the last. And then he says in verse 9 of Isaiah 41, I drew you to myself from the ends of the earth and called you from the farthest corner. I say to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you. I have not rejected you. Do not yield to fear, for I am always near. Never turn your gaze from me. That's the same word. Never turn your gaze from me, for I am your faithful God. Okay? And basically, like that word gaze is from the, uh, it means to gaze or to look around. It's just like you're you're so, you can actually uh, draw it from memory. You can draw his his face from memory. That's what it means to gaze. You're soaking everything about him. His presence is so important. His face is so important. All of this other stuff just kind of goes with the flow, but he focuses on you because he loves you. He is gazing at your face. He has chosen you. He has chosen you from the foundation of the world. He has taken you into this place. We're here in California. We're not under house arrest. You know, don't get me wrong. But I mean, we can go outside, but we have to be really careful and just kind of like just to walk around. We're not allowed to gather in big things and they, they, they say, listen, just stay at home if you're not going to, if you don't have any, anything to do. Uh, if you, you know, if, if you don't have an emergency, stay at home. This is where we are right now in California. Why is that? God is making it easier for us to gaze upon him. We no longer have the excuse that we don't have time. Many people work from home right now, which is cool. Many people are, um, are homeschooling their kids, which is cool. You know, I, I surrender. Uh, to those who did it and those who are doing it, I know what you're going through. And um, I know what it's like. And those of you who are just learning what it's like, recognizing that even in this, you do have time. Somebody asked on Facebook yesterday, um, they asked, uh, what are you doing? And, and you know, what what is the thing that you're gathering out of this? What's the positive? And I said, I have time. I have time to finish my books. I have time to write. I have time to do all this stuff. So I recognize the presence of God. I recognize his life. And I try to find him every place that I go. I was having communion with someone yesterday. And and, and it was like the presence of God fell down deeply as we prayed and as we took communion. And it was like, this is what it, this is where everything um it falls into place. This is where at all, uh, all of history came together in, at the cross. All of history came together at the cross. And all of the future came together at the cross. We can have fellowship with Jesus right now. We can do that. We can have fellowship with Jesus right now. And he wants us to gaze upon him. He wants us to look upon him. He wants us to be so focused upon him. You know, they say that they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. 
They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. If you wait on the Lord, this is what's going to happen. And that, and that word wait is not just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to wait for him. It has nothing to do with that. That's not what waiting is. That's being slothful sometimes, being patient and all that. Uh, what it means is that you are like a hunter lying in wait for your prey. It's like a lion sneaking up or, 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 or crawling and going after the, uh, the, the prey, just kind of sneaking up on them so it can pounce the prey. That's what it means to wait. Okay? You wait on him. You gaze upon him. He's beautiful. Listen to what I'm saying. We worship him in the beauty of his holiness. So good. We worship him in the beauty of his holiness. I want to talk about that for a second. Do you want to know how to defeat your discouragement right now? You want to know how to defeat sickness? In Psalm 8, out of the Passion Translation, just talks about the song of the children. The song, the childlike worship shuts the Satan's mouth. It just shuts him up. It's worship. It's praise. It's, it's being childlike in your faith. Trusting God in everything that he says. Trusting God in everything that he does. Okay? There's so much to this. And um, I'm just going to have to write a book about it. But it says, do, Yet do not yield to fear, for I am always near Never turn your gaze from me, for I am your faithful God. I love this word. I am your faithful God. I will infuse you with my strength and help you in every situation. I will hold you firmly with my victorious right hand. Do not fear and do not turn your gaze from him. Don't fear him. Don't fear. Don't turn your gauge. Everybody that comes against you, I love verse 11 it's in Isaiah 41. All who rage against you will be ashamed and disgraced. When you never turn your gaze from him, everyone who rages against you will be put to shame. They will be disgraced. All who contend with you will perish and disappear. You will look on your enemies in vain. Those who are at war against you will vanish without a trace. And then he says, I am Yahweh, your mighty God. I grip you in my right hand and won't let you go. I whisper to you, do not be afraid. I am here to help you. He tells Jacob, have no fear. I am here to help you. I am your kinsman redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am making you into a powerful threshing instrument. Hear what I'm saying. You today are being made into a powerful threshing instrument with teeth new and sharp, and you will reduce hills to chaff and crush mountains to dust, and you will winnow them, uh, and the stormy wind will blow them away. And then you will spin and dance with rejoicing in Yahweh, boasting with admiration with the Holy in the Holy One of Israel. Listen to me. What mountains are you facing? What situations are you facing that are a mountain in your life right now? What storms are coming against you right now? What hills are you facing right now? Understand what I'm going to say here. Understand what I'm saying, that these mountains will crumble 
because you've set your gaze on him. These mountains crumble when you gaze, as you set your gaze on him, as you don't fear, as you trust, and you understand that God has you in the, in the palm of his right hand. He's gripped you and he ain't going to let you go. He's not going to let you go. There were many times when my children were afraid of something and I would grab them and hold them and then whisper in their ear. You don't have to yell at them. You whisper in their ear. Don't be afraid. I got you. Don't be afraid. I got you. Didn't matter if I was afraid. I told them, don't be afraid. I got you. It's just a calming voice. It's that still, small voice. Hear what I'm saying? It's that still, small voice. Amen. Well, I'm going to stop there uh, for today. We'll pick up some more tomorrow. But uh, understand that it is time that we gaze upon him. Don't just, don't just do, do your standard two-minute prayer. Gaze upon him. Set your mind, set your heart, set your eyes upon the face of God and watch what he does in you. Amen. We'll talk to you next time.